Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Well, good morning, church. It's so good. Hey, great job. Way to go. You guys, you must have had your caffeine. Yay. Hey, we want to welcome you here at the Vine. If you are here in person, it's so good to see many of you back again. And then if you're online, we, we're glad you've joined us today. And we are in Missions Sunday today. And today we're going to be ca- talking about what it means to be on mission. And uh, on mission is, the way we define it around here is this way. It's trusting God's presence to be with us wherever, whenever, and with whomever he leads to advance his kingdom. You see, if you are a Christ follower, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And he, God himself, lives with you. So wherever you go, that means any place, whenever it is, any time, or whomever you're with, any person whether it's at work or walking in your neighborhood or in the grocery line or wherever you are. You see, God is with you and you have the opportunity to be, you are really on mission. So the Holy Spirit calls us and sends us on mission to advance his kingdom, especially with those who do not know Jesus Christ as their God as their Lord. And so today we're going to see that being on mission is not just for the professionals, right? Is that right, church? Okay. It's not just for Tim, Mark, or myself who are ordained pastors. It's for every one of us if you call yourself a Christian. And and we are all to be on mission. And so we're going to see what that looks like here today briefly from Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. If you, you'll turn your Bibles there or your handhelds there, it's so important to see the Word of God and I remind you that this is God's Word and we put ourselves under His authority. May He teach us today. Romans 10, verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And so from this passage today, we're going to see that since the gospel is good news for all, let us, let's preach it. Let's preach it to all. And the first thing we're going to see is that it's good news for all. And we see that in verse 13. Look at that again. He says, Paul writes this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 13 is a quote from Joel, chapter 2, verse 32, and shows us that salvation has always been by faith in Jesus, even in the Old Testament. The Old Testament followers looked forward to Jesus. We look back. 
And so through Jesus alone, there is a universal offer of the gospel. Now, don't be confused. There isn't saying that all will be saved. It's only those who God takes those dead people, breathes life into them, they, they are, they, and they receive and call upon the name of the Lord. It is everyone who calls on the name of the Lord who will be saved, right? So this is the realization that we can't get saved. We can't really help ourselves in what we really need by our own works, our efforts, our performance, You and I need to realize, as Tim shared last Sunday, that we won't be faithful by relying on ourselves. And we all struggle with sin. And and so in spite of our sin, this is the great news, God has provided rescue for us through his perfect faithful one, through Jesus, the Lord. Man, that is such good news. And it's actually the best news we could ever imagine. You know, um, you think about it. What's the best news you've ever received? Is it a promotion? Is it, man, the day Lizanne said when I asked her to marry me, she said, yes, I couldn't believe it. I mean, what's the best news you've heard? Is it a sale at a store? I mean, that, is it your sports team winning a national championship? Please, Georgia, do it sometime. <laughs> what is it? And it's, it's the best news is that we see from this passage that God himself has poured out his goodness to us. And sometimes we lose that in our hearts. You know, when you first come to know Jesus, you get it. But then as we kind of spend time and we kind of grow older in knowing God, we kind of lose that that beautiful spark of the greatness of our salvation and how good it really is. You know, uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, it was so cool. Uh, A man, I'm going to call his name Hank. Um, He came to the Vine, invited by a member at the Vine. Uh, He came to our Good Friday service. And uh, Pastor Tim did a great job. He really just read the scriptures and simply described why Jesus died. After the service ended, this guy made a beeline to Tim. I mean, he was almost running at him. I was like, whoa. uh, But he came to Tim and he told Tim, I want to know Jesus. And this man, then Tim explained to him, you just need to, God's doing a work in your heart. He's changing your heart. You just need to call out to him and his name, his character. And he did, guys. He, on Good Friday, received Jesus' grace. Isn't that great news? Yes. God is so gracious. And and so what was so cool, the next Sunday, he was sitting right up here in one of these front seats. And he was all by himself. But he had, this is Easter Sunday, he had his hands up and a huge grin on his face. The whole service, he knew he had been saved. And so after the service, I asked, I said, it's so cool, Hank, what God is doing in your life. And he looked at me right in the eye, without flinching, with a big grin on his face. He said to me, John, These three words, Jesus saved me. 
see, when you know Jesus saved you, it changes your life. It's a game changer. It should cause us more and more and more to desire to, to share his love and his rescuing rescuing work with others who don't know him. Everyone, the scripture says, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Since the gospel is good news for all, let's preach it to all. And secondly, verses 14 and 15, let's, we'll see that together, let's preach good news to all. Here Paul in verses 14 and 15 is making the point of the vital Nature of sharing Jesus with unbelievers. He doesn't use guilt or performance or manipulation in sharing our faith. I've been under that, right? But in verses 14 and 15, we see he asks four questions. Verse 14, he asks this, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? You see, preaching is the primary tool to communicate God's good news. People will not hear or believe without hearing God's, it is generally by his preaching. And who's preaching? Verses 14 and 15, who's to preach? Here's the answer. This might surprise you. You are. You are. You are. If you are a Christ follower, you are preaching God's good news. This does not, and, here's the power of the word and, does not diminish that here this also means talking about trained called preachers who proclaim God's word on Sunday mornings. Preaching God's word, what I'm doing right now, is vital for the local church and the health of believers and coming to know him and being equipped to minister in his name. And, you, you know, and so I'm not saying this, guys, to keep my job either, right? <laughs> the New Testament outlines the priority of Christ-centered biblical preaching in the, in the local church, right? You would agree with that, right? And as we look at the meaning and application of verses 14 and 15, the clear calling is that preaching is not just for professionals, you see, every time you go out of these doors and even in these doors, you are preaching a message. The word preaching, did you know this? Verse 14 means one who announces or proclaims a message. You're proclaiming a message. Is it good news? Is it the good news about Jesus? With your words and with your life, we are all proclaiming something. We got to remember that. So what are you preaching? Not just who's preaching. You see, you don't have to stand up on a Sunday morning and preach to hundreds. You don't have to go to the collection over here and pull out your, uh, your megaphone. <laughs> and, and, you know, you don't have to do that. But remember, you're always preaching something with your life and your words. And as Christ followers, we are called together to do that. And we use our gifts in so many different ways. It's so cool that verse 15 says that we are sent by God. That means we're called. God calls every one of us to preach 
his good news. And, and we're to do that every time a person crosses our path, no matter where it is, at the ball field, in the grocery store, at work, at wherever you are. It's a sermon. It's a sermon. It's a powerful sermon God can preach through you. You know, on Good Friday, when Hank came and heard the good news, Tim Barton wasn't the only preacher that night. You know, that member who invited Hank was preaching the good news. That's one way to be a part of this. Yeah, it's inviting others to hear good news. And then he had this member invited some people to pray for Hank. And they did. And there was a whole support team really around Hank, really from this church, that, that God was working together of preachers who were proclaiming God's good news. Isn't it beautiful to hear that? And so today in your life, I just want to call you to be on mission. And I want to ask Mark Pugh to come forward. And he's, uh, he's going to keep teaching us and applying for us this sermon today. We're doing this a little bit different. But how do we as a church both be on mission along with our missions partners? So listen up to this. And uh, may God apply his word to our hearts and our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. So we uh, just heard a lot about Romans 10, 13 to 15 on how we can be on mission. Just a reminder of what does that look like. It's, uh, you know, being in God's presence, trusting his presence wherever, whenever, with whomever. He's leading us to, to be all about his kingdom. So here at the Vine, I want to talk about three different areas that we can be on mission and how we can support our community and our mission partners through these three different areas. And those three different areas are being on mission to care for those who are in need, to be on mission to care for children at risk, and to be on mission to care for the unreached. So starting with being on mission to care for those in need, this is one of the areas that we've really been about, kind of from the very beginning of our church. And we see a reason for that in Matthew 25. And here in Matthew 25, Jesus, he's really calling out, there are people that are in need. They are hungry. They're without clothing. They're impoverished. They're, they're foreigners to the land. They're in prison. These are the kinds of people that the church is called to go care for. They're in need. And so we've got a lot of different partners that actually help out with, with this kind of need. And I want to highlight a couple. And the first one I want to do is roll uh, the renewal counseling video with Paul Phipps. Good morning, Vine family. I'm Paul Phipps, pastor and CEO of Renewal Counseling Group. I appreciate the Vine Community Church's support over these past eight years for this ministry. It has always been our heart's desire to help people receive help, hope, and healing in a Christ-centered atmosphere. To journey alongside others' lives is both an honor and a blessing. I am encouraged that you support us to be on mission as we care for others. Thank you, and God bless you. So that's our, uh, that's our very own Paul Phipps. He's a... Uh, uh, one of the most godly people I've ever had pouring into my life. Just a, a very wise man and an awesome guy. And it's so good to see him being called and being able to do what the Lord has asked him to do with renewal counseling. So that's one partner. Another partner is Strings of Mercy. 
And Strings of Mercy is founded by Chuck Beckman, another longtime member here at The Vine. And um, their purpose is to go in to hospitals, hospices, and they play music, therapeutic music that they're certified to do that changes the tone and the feeling in the room and it, and it puts patients at ease. And these patients, they're at a time of transition. They're near the end of their life. And it is an amazing gift. I've been in the room with Chuck doing this and it is, it's just a wonderful outpouring of Jesus' love to not only the patient but also to the family that's involved with it. So it's just a great ministry to care for those in need. And then there's two other uh, mission partners that kind of do the similar stuff for alcohol, uh, drug rehabilitation, and, and abuse situations, Abba House and Jericho House. And if you guys have, have been here and heard a testimony from one of those, particularly Abba House and a woman's life being changed, it's a story of redemption. It is the gospel in action. You see lives changed unbelievably through those two uh, partners. So that's how the Vine partners to be on mission to care for those who are in need. So let's talk about the second area, and that's being on mission to care for children at risk. And a great verse here is Psalm 68. It's five and six. It says, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. You know, here at the Vine, we, we feel called to care for the fatherless. Um, we, we have a ministry that is about that. It's called Hope Tree. It's our own ministry. It serves adoption and foster care families. Um, Hope Tree is run by Dylan and Ansley Taylor right now, who happen to be fostering. Um, Hope Tree is about making people aware of this need to foster and adopt. They raise a lot of money for adoption scholarships. We've had five kids to be adopted through the funds of Hope Tree, and we do a golf tournament every year. Uh, this is a lot of fun. And if you're a golfer, think October, because we'll be giving you some information soon on that. But it's a great way to, to support that ministry. Just go play golf. You raise money. It's a good message. That, that ministry also comes alongside families who adopt to counsel them, help them out, and to help them, people who are fostering to support practical needs like babysitting or care or, or chores or whatever that, that would just help that family feel a little bit um, more rested and able. Um, not to mention a couple of partners that are underneath this ministry. One of them is Pest Relief International, and that's Jeff and Andrea Hancock's ministry, and they are getting ready to raise money to build a foster home just on our property back here. So that's going to be a really exciting time over the next couple of years, and you're going to hear more about that later. And then also a ministry that is near and dear to us that has been around for many, many years is the Children's Home of Light. And if you would roll that video, Devin. great-looking chicken, wasn't it? Um, that ministry is awesome. They, they uh, care for over 30 orphans. Um, uh, it touched my heart. I've been there. And, and uh, so anyways, it's a great trip to make to go visit them. Short-term trip, 
will pull you maybe out of your comfort zone a little bit, but you'll understand a new culture and you'll understand about caring for children at risk. Um, so I'd really encourage you. We sponsor kids there. We're, a, we're their primary support vehicle and uh, just a, a great organization to get involved with. And then two other partners that are outside of Hope Tree that are partners that do focus on children at risk is Amour Real. And uh, they are run by Alex and Holly Compton, who've been longtime members here. They're helping plant Ascent Church now. And they run this place called Pat's Place that is for abused women that have exit relationships with kids. And so that this ministry gives them an opportunity to be able to be in a Christ-centered environment and get their feedback on them. It's a great ministry, and that is also a great mission trip. We go there most every year. You get to do all sorts of things and experience all sorts of things in Peru between painting and construction and sharing the gospel and, and just caring for these families and kids. So I'd encourage you to think about that too. Um, and then the last one that focuses on children at risk is uh, Family Promise. And so we've already talked about Family Promise announcement a little bit. Again, national ministry, uh, but locally partners 13 organizations, usually churches, host homeless families four times a year with each one of these organizations. So all year is covered. So we've been doing this for several years, and anybody can serve here. Cook a meal, fellowship, and hang out while dinner's going on. Or like I said, get a slumber party going on. Invite your buddy and go sleep there because it it's a wonderful gift to be able to support them. So that's how we at The Vine are on mission to care for children at risk. The last area is being on mission to care for the unreached. And uh, a, a good scripture to, to understand a little bit on this is Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. And, and uh, the word nations there can be a little confusing. It's not talking about the United States or Kenya or Spain. It is talking about people groups. People groups, there's a lot of different people groups in a country. They speak a different dialect. They have their own culture. So there's thousands of people groups in the world. And unfortunately, there are thousands of people groups that don't have a way to know about Jesus. Because nobody's going there and telling them. They don't have a church in their street corner. Um, and we know biblically that God is, is, is allowing all people groups to be a part of his family. So this drives part of why is short-term missions and globally important to us. And, and why do we choose some of our partners? So two partners that are really focused on this is called Friends of India. And they're local and they help connect uh, Indian families into Christian worship through fellowship and tutoring and, and different events. So you'll hear more about that probably this year. And, and then also Trey and Kiki Adams. Trey was our uh, youth pastor many, many years ago. And uh, they just have a real heart for the Thai people. They've been in Thailand for most of their last many, many years. They're in Bangkok right now trying to support a local church to plant a church there. Um, and, and both Thailand and India are filled up with people groups, different cultures within their country that do not know Jesus. And then our last uh, missions partner that is really in this area is CMM, Church Multiplication Ministries. It's a wonderful organization founded by Dr. Tom Wood, another long-term member here. Um, and, and they focus on church planning. They focus on leading leaders, teaching them the gospel, training them in the gospel, getting them through certifications, assessing churches, helping revitalize churches. And, and church planning is one of the most impactful ways of reaching a community with the gospel. 
And that's, that's what they focus on. And, and not to mention that Tom uh, has helped us with a lot of our gospel training materials and our workshops, specifically the, the Vital Grace workshop that we're hoping people will attend. There's another one on June 19th. Uh, it's a great workshop, and we're really thankful to be partnered with Tom on that. So if, if you want to be on mission here at the Vine, there's a lot of ways to do that. And, and one thing you could do is just pay attention to the, uh, the Love in the Community packet, this nice little packet that was on your chair. Um, and then a couple times a year, we update our mission wall with similar information. This helps you understand how to get involved, how do you connect in, because it'd be fantastic if you had a direct relationship with some of these partners, you could pray for them, you could serve them, you could financially support them directly. And so by, by looking at this packet, you can understand how to get involved and where God might be uh, pressing your heart for your passions. Everybody's different. Um, I know this year, last year, we didn't do any short-term missions, but we're hoping to host a lunch in November to talk about what mission trips we may do next year during the summer. Uh, we talked about branching out. We'd branch out a lot. Um, and we got three opportunities going on right now between the teacher appreciation gift cards, the, the walk-a-thon, and, and family promise. So hopefully you guys can, as you're led, can get involved there. Um, so before we wrap up, before we stop talking about being on mission, I want to I invite Robert and Trina Hargraves here um, to share a little bit about Alpha. So they've led an Alpha group, and, uh, you know, here at the Vine, we really want everybody to be thinking about prayer, care, share. So pray for four people. There are four people in your life that you could pray for that they don't know Jesus. There's two people that you can probably care for. Help them out or just hang out with them. That's care. And then maybe the Lord would lead you to share your faith or your story with one of those people. That's prayer, care, share. And Alpha is a great lead-in really to that. So thank you all for coming up here and, and sharing. Can you give us a little bit of, of background? Like, what did you do to prepare to lead this Alpha group? You bet. Well, good morning and um, good to see everybody. So we found ourselves in a new situation a couple of years ago. We moved into a new neighborhood. And so when we moved in, we thought, hey, let's be intentional and, uh, you know, work at sharing our faith with our neighbors. And that began with a lot of prayer. We probably prayed um, most days, I think, for our neighbors and just that God would use us. And uh, just like you, you all want to be used in your neighborhood. So, but it was scary. Um, we we kind of started building relationships over the course of a year. And uh, we would have, um, we hosted dinner parties and cookouts and uh, that's something we enjoy, but there's a lot of ways you can do it. And, and the thing I would emphasize is just whatever season of life you're in, if you're having babies or you're having grandbabies or moving into a new house, there's always something to connect over, kids' sports, whatever it is. So we just started hosting events, and then that led to, um, at one point we got up the nerve to invite them to a, a five love languages uh, book study. In fact, it's kind of funny in our neighborhood, they don't call it Bible study, they call it book club. But we're okay with that. So um, we'll take it. So we, we did five love languages first because it's uh, God honoring, but it's not super heavy. Everybody wants to work on their marriage. So we did that. And then as we got through that, which, which the, with COVID, of course, that took, you know, it's supposed to be a one month study or two mm -hmm. months ago, three or four. But once we got through that, then we got up the nerve to say, hey, would y'all like to do something more spiritual? which led to Alpha, which is a 14-week, and you can do it in much less time, but of course we turn everything into uh, longer periods of time, it seems like. 
So, uh, but you can do it in a shorter period of time. But we did Alpha, which was great. It was a video series, very God-honoring, gospel-centered. And, um, you know, we had a, a good turnout. We had five or six couples come to that. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the study and, you know, did you have any issues as you were going along with it? Um, well, it was during COVID when we started Alpha. So we sat outside some, we delayed some, you know, it, it was definitely a little tricky, but we were determined to go through it. And we think our neighbors really liked it. We would have dinner and then we would watch a video that was very professional, um, just beautiful videos, beautiful testimonies. So sometimes we sat outside with COVID, other times we sat in our living room, but um, it was structured, laid out very well. Good, so what, what's, uh, where are you guys at now? Well, just a couple of quick notes on that if I could. Okay. So yeah. when we did Alpha, we pulled our community group, or I call it community group, our life group into it. So the Burkhalters and the Roundtrees and, and uh, the Risleys and um, who am I forgetting there? The Martories. And so everybody prayed for us, and they, we would update them every week, and they would just keep praying. So that was just awesome. John was very helpful. John Adams, our pastor, prayed for us a lot, asked about it. And then this was really cool. One of the, one of the uh, couples in the Alpha group from our neighborhood got to know Rick Burkhalter and Steve Risley. And so they were particularly interested in how this guy was coming along spiritually which was just so fun that we could kind of um, tag team, pray for him, play golf with him. Uh, golf seems to be a theme at the Vine. I don't know what that is. doesn't have to be golf. It could be anything. But um, so it was just great to do it together yeah. as a community. So. How about what, what's next? What's next? So we finished Alpha. Uh, we, uh, you're supposed to wrap up Alpha with a spiritual weekend away. So that's pretty spooky. So our group wasn't there. So we wrapped it up with a wine tour to North Georgia. <laughs> so there's a little flexibility how these yeah. things work, um, which is good. So uh, we did that. And um, so, but on the wine tour, we kind of turned it back and said, hey, you know, would y'all like to do, we thank them for trusting us, number yeah. one, because it is, it's kind of wild. And as I mentioned, Trina and I were very scared and very excited and found it very fulfilling all at the same time. But uh, we, when we wrapped up, we said, would y'all like to do something next? And we did have a key couple from the neighborhood that helped us. And that was invaluable. And they said, why don't we do a personality book, which is, um, you know, not as deep spiritually, but we're going to take another stab at bringing more of the neighbors in. Because we did see some attrition. The more spiritual it got, mm -hmm. you know, some people tend to back away. But that's okay, right? The gospel is, yeah. uh, is offensive sometimes. So... Um, so we're going to do something lighter, but hopefully draw some more people in and just keep building, trying to build friendships and love on people. Final thoughts. Uh, let's see here. Do you have a final thought? She does. <laughs> um, well, we did this, the first, um, sermon too, and I was convicted. I mean, I love women. I love hanging out with friends neighbors, encouraging them, but God calls us to spread the good news to our neighbor. And Alpha was a way that took the pressure off me sharing the gospel because it was shared so clearly mm. over and over again yeah. in this video series. Yeah. So it was just a way to open our home, show up, and then let the Holy Spirit do the work. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. John, would you come up?
and uh, pray for us. And would you guys give them a hand for sharing? You know, if, if you all have an interest to be a part of a, an alpha group or to lead an alpha group or whatever, feel free to, sh to just let me know, and we'll try to figure out how to get you plugged into that. Thank you, John. Let's pray. Lord, uh, we just so thankful for the Hargraves uh, opening their life and following what you're showing them. And Lord, uh, we praise you that we can be a part of sharing our faith with others. And Lord, I pray for every uh, person in this room. They wouldn't feel guilt. They would feel a sense of calling to use their gifts in ways they can see you work to pray for others and to care for others and then share you. Thank you, Jesus. And now, Lord, we pray for the, just the work of you creating a culture of evangelism in our church, that you would do that more and more. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you guys so much. That was great. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.